about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Honey, I'm home and ready for your wonderful mango salad. Oh, I love mango salad. I hope nothing bad happens to me before. Ugh. Oh, no. Wait, you, you were the one that was supposed to make this, but now you're bleeding all over my couch. And I don't have mango salad. This is the worst of both worlds. Wait, wake up. To what, quick, Manny, to, your, to my ears. What are your last words going to be? Uh, you were always my... Uh... I was always your, uh, I love you, you weird little man. And welcome to Do You Remember Robotech, episode 18. We're old enough to drive in some parts of the world. I think we have to vote. Old enough to vote. God bless America. Go out there and vote, maybe. I don't know. Yes, voting Um, is totally cool. I love voting. Voting has solved every issue. In American politics, uh, every every listen every four years, there's a, a a bad thing seems to be happening in politics. Uh, you, you should you should vote more often than every four years, but yes, uh, yeah, every every well, you know, just like that's a big vote people care about. Every every four years, something bad's happening in politics, and everyone comes out and they vote, and it gets fixed every single time. Every I'm single wondering, time. Why do we need to keep voting if if it seems like it's sort of the same issue every four years? It doesn't go away. Well, that's a great question but it can be resolved by more voting let's go out and vote vote blue no matter who it actually hurt a little bit to say that i don't like saying that even even as a joke at last bit little little hold on let me let me say pokemon go to the polls i feel better about saying that one okay all right yeah yeah (laughs) and that's manny over there hi hi manny he's my co-host and i'm shane uh i love hitman go that's that i can say that can i say that yeah, sure. Have you played John Wick Go? Is that another one? No, I think that's John Wick. John Wick's Hex. Oh, okay. It's just like in that style, sort of. I think like there's a Tomb Raider Go, right? There, there it's is a Tomb Raider goes. Go. Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Um. Hey, that's right. I'm Manny. You're Shane. What are we doing here? Uh, we're we're going to talk about Macross and Robotech and the very minute differences in between them, as per the premise of this podcast. Exciting. That's right. That's right. That's what we do here. Yeah. All right. So exciting news. They they showed off what the new Sentai suits look like. What do you think? Uh, the, suits, the suits look fantastic. I love I love the sneakers. I love the asymmetrical design. Uh they've they've been having some going back and forth, asymmetrical and not, but this is real good. I like the it's like a like a almost all white like bodysuit with a with a one shoulder the primary color of the Rangers and it's three of them. I think maybe just three starting. I don't know if there's going to, you know, maybe there's going to more, more is going to join later, but the helmets, I think that's going to be, that's going to be controversial. That's going to be, uh, I don't know right now. I'm not so hot in the helmets. Yeah. They look bad. 
They look bad. It's just a helmet and then like a, a big flower stamp on it. Well, it's a it's like a wheel, like a car wheel. It's like a car wheel. I thought it was like the Imperial Chrysanthemum. No, it, it's literally just like the, a design of a steering wheel. Okay. Yeah, and they they have all like vaguely different like steering wheel designs. Uh, I, I I need to see. Yeah, I think it looks okay. I think it's funny out this coming boon. I'm excited to see a trailer and see what that looks like and see if they're still doing like the wild budget of King Oger that, that was going on there. Like it doesn't look like it's in fantasy car world or anything. Would that be sick? Well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, do yeah. you think the cars are going to talk? Uh, I hope so. That was like the best part of go Onger. Uh, so go, go on. Is it go on That makes more sense. Onger. It's always Jer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go on did have like a magical car world. They just never went there because they didn't have the budget for it. Uh, too bad. They probably they, have it, the budget for it now and it'd be amazing. Right. In fact, like the whole the whole premise was about them having eleven magical different worlds, but they barely ever went there. And the one one they did go to was Junk World, but they just had like some shit laying around to show that it's Junk World. They just, they just went to like a garbage dump. Yes, yes, they just <laughs> went to like a garbage dump. There's like a dilapidated. There's like a train station. And there's like a a crappy playground, and that was it. So that's nice. Yeah. Anyway. Let's move on, uh, I guess, um, to our first segment. We're going to talk about voice actors. Oh, in, voice actors, voice yeah. actors. What's the section called? But uh, Today, uh, we are uh, in Shami's Voice Actor Corner, starring uh, Shami uh, Milomer. Milomer? I don't know how to say her last name. Milomer. I think it's Milomer. Starring it Shami like- Milomer. And Sammy Porter. Million? You think it's, it's, yeah. like, it's got a little French tinge to it? Yes, yes. Also, there's no R. It's just, there, there's no R in the last name. Just, Are you sure? Yes. No, I mean, it's in my version of it. Okay. Um, I'm going to believe you. Maybe I just typed an R next to the E. Nope, I, I just typed in. Yeah, no, I, I typed it in. It's definitely, there's no R whatsoever. Okay, well, then it's Million. You're right. Yes. Uh Sammy Porter, Shami Milion. I got you. I got you. Shami Milion is voiced by Sanai Miyuki. Uh, you might have heard her as the voice of uh, Botan in Yu Yu Hakusho. Do you know Botan? The, the lady I, that, that rides around in the broom? Yeah, she's like stops mattering very, very quickly in that show. Yes, yes. Uh, but she, she does stick around. Yeah. Like you see her. She's not, she's not like launch. She doesn't uh, get to fight. <laughs> uh, she is Mint LaBlue in Genesis Climber Mospita. She's like a little a little kid, a little punk kid, a little precocious kid. And then going down her, her list of credits, it is a lot of mascot characters. Like I saw at least three different cats, a butterfly, a turtle, a penguin, that that sort of thing. Like advertisement mascots? Uh no, just like characters, like just like little, like little thing characters. That that type of character, little things, like a, like, a, like you know, it's like a, a normal show, and then there's like a, a cute little butterfly flying around, and and little kids talk to it, and it just makes cute sounds, like Mothra. like a Pokemon, like a Pokemon. Yeah, Maybe, quick. Th- do you have a favorite Pokemon? Do I have yes, Scyther? Come on, I, you've asked me. What's your favorite Pokemon like 10 times? And 10 times I have said Scyther. Why, why do you 
We're on a podcast. We have people listening. They haven't listened to our. They haven't listened to our whole conversations we've had in our life. Well, everybody out there, my favorite <laughs> Pokemon is Scyther. It's got okay. like scythes for hands. Come on. Okay. Well, do you do you know my favorite Pokemon? Is if you're going to yell at me for for me not remembering yours, I have never asked you what your Pokemon, <laughs> your favorite Pokemon is. You you probably tell me when when you ask me what mine is. Uh, is it is it Clefairy? That's Trubbish. Okay, yeah, no, that's right. I, I kind of vaguely remember <laughs> hearing that before. Not the voice of Trubbish, unfortunately. Which would, no. be, which would be sick. I would, I would explode. That'd be awesome. Uh, I was going down her, her Sanaya Miyuki's IMDb page to see if there was other credits, maybe like live action yeah. work that she's done, and it wasn't listed. But I did see a link to like her her like personal uh, website. Yeah. Uh, where I saw that she did... Uh, Another mascot type character in uh, Ginga Man, the Super Sentai series Ginga Man. Yeah. Uh, Bach. Do you know Bach? A little fairy Bach? It's like a little acorn person? Yes. I remember Bach or Baku. Baku. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't have a lot to say about them. They're very typical. Yeah. T- t- typical. UT. typical. Uh, I, I just, the only thing they sticked out to me is that they look kind of like the new. Mushroom people from a different kingdom in the new Mario game, Super Mario Wonder. Yeah, they kind of look like those acorn people there. Uh, what else? What else? She voices Rainbow Bright in Rainbow Bright. Uh, I that's tr- truly deep. never thought about Rainbow Bright even once. Yeah, like, ever, like, I, like do, you, do you know what it is though, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard of it. It's just like, yes. even in terms of media franchises from little girls around that era, I think of mm-hmm. like. What, what what do you call it? the the bears with massive little things on their chests? Bearstein bears? <laughs> no, the, no, the, the magical bears. Oh, that's not no, the I'm mundane sorry. bears. I'm sorry, you, I've run out of bear knowledge. <laughs> the you, you know the care bear. That's it, care bears. Oh, care bears. Yes, okay. Yeah, I know of the care bears. Uh, Rainbow Bright is about a magical girl who comes to Earth to bring spring. I didn't know that. Uh, did you know that? Uh, Rainbow Bright was rebooted in 2014 on Hallmark's online streaming video service, which is how I learned that uh, Hallmark has a, an online streaming video service. Is it live action or is it a cartoon again? It's also a cartoon, but I'm sure okay. the, the Hallmark uh, streaming video service has lots of live action stuff for you. Ready can to go. Read, Manny, can I read you the first three words of the Rainbow Bright Wikipedia page premise? Hit me. In Gen One continuity, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been rebooted. I just said so. Okay, okay, I, I get it. But like the premise of of Rainbow Bright starting also that was four words. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Gen One continuity is so funny to me. That's did you use the word continuity in in like a Rainbow Bright in there. <laughs> okay, yeah, but that I, look people people care about. It's Transformers continuity is weird because it like there's a lot of it, and a lot of it is just like also, I think it's like literally just a intern on Facebook who answers weird obscure lore questions, and those like end up being canon and go into the like the TF wiki. But also mm-hmm. like the people that the one person, let's say the group of people in the world that don't care about it are the people who make Transformers. Like none of that shit matters at all. Like actually watching the shows. 
Oh yeah, that's like like Star Trek, right? The people that make the shows don't give one damn about the stuff that happens in the books, right? Well, it's it's a little bit different because like the books are explicitly like, hey, this stuff doesn't matter. But Star Trek cares deeply about the continuity that it you know it thinks is is real, right? Uh, for uh, Transformers, except for, except for Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, that's that's its own thing. But in in Transformers, like every show is like real, but all the shows like don't care about each other in in many ways. Uh, or, or like they'll be very specific, like, "Hey, this thing is real. This thing's not real." Uh, there's like whole big arguments about what shows are like sequels to other ones, and, and the company would just like change its mind ten years later. Very weird. Anyway, uh, continuity of of eighties uh, television shows apparently. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure we we don't have to deal with that with Robotech. I'm I'm glad. <laughs> um, um, Robotech's continuity is Macross continuity. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, they they care about it more than their own continuity when they say <laughs> contradicting things. Oh, I, I I I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast. I think I mentioned it to you. And sorry, listener, if you're hearing this again and I'm wrong, but uh, the Robotech Wiki has a page for the song "My Boyfriend Is a Pilot," which you might remember we talked about. They mention it in Robotech when they sing a song of a different name, and the Robotech Wiki just says, "Yeah, Minmay says she made the song. It just never shows up though, but she did sing it. I guess she, she, she said she did anyway. Yeah." We have to take her so, right word for it. So I think that's really funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, anything else she's done other than the Rainbow Bright? Uh, no, no. Uh, well, I mean, she's done other stuff, but but you know, this is what's worth mentioning here. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about Sammy Porter. All right. Sammy Porter is voiced by Robin Levinson. Uh, not many works to to her name. She's Anne of Austria in uh uh. Man, I got to get all French here. D'Artagnan, the 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 musketeer. You know what I'm talking about? No clue. Uh, one of the three musketeers. Uh, but this is like furry. The three musketeers. Yeah, now we're so, talking. So I'm back on board. Uh, uh, dog, Tonyan, like dog D O G, and the three oh. muskhounds. Oh, okay. She she voices Anne of Austria, which is a, a dog yeah. lady, a blonde dog lady. Uh, she voices a character named Buddy in one episode of Dr. Slump. Uh, and uh, she is Jen in Attack of the Super Monsters, which is, uh, from what I could tell, like a robotech up dub of a combination tokusatsu slash anime series called Dinosaur War Eisenborg. Huh. I looked, I looked up a little bit of that, and it, it looks pretty fun. Like it's it's literally just like anime and like eighties anime dudes in like in like uh I wanna say mechs but like large vehicles and they're just fighting like just straight up Ultraman monsters. I've I've seen this movie. Oh, have you seen that movie? Yes, I have. I'm one of the five hundred and thirty eight people on Letterboxd who've seen this. Oh, an exclusive club you're in there. What did you yes. think? Do you remember anything about it? When did I log this? I I think I remember it. I remember it being pretty bad. Um, I, like the the of, series itself is actually like 20-something episodes, so they really chopped it up for the movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like cool. It's like a cool novelty to have all these. Because they, they had, um, it was like stop motion and animation and some tokusatsu stuff all, all together, and that's all cool. But it's not like actually that that fun, if I recall. It's mostly just fine. Uh, the 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 scene that I saw, just a quick 
bit on yeah. YouTube was was Jen uh, writhing on an operation operating table, holding a cross, and then the cross starts glowing, and she drops it, and it hits some cables that are connected to her operating table, mm-hmm. and like it powers her up. So I, I'm not sure what's going on there. And then she goes no. to save her brother. I was really excited when I thought you said gem, like gem, truly outrageous fame. Now that's an eighties media property. Oh, I don't know what that is. Gem, gem and the holograms. Gem, gem and gin. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, yeah. No, okay. No, yeah. You know, gem is truly outrageous. Outrageous. Gem is my name. You know that one? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. It's good. Song. Man, what a, what a banger opening. Um, well, speaking of banger openings, <laughs> that concludes the voice actor corner for today. Woo! Oh yeah, I was going to mention when you mentioned furry stuff, I actually saw a furry JoJo's Bizarre Adventure t-shirt out in the wild. It was pretty cool. I was at a liquor store buying some uh, beer. Did, did you see it in the mirror because you were wearing it? <laughs> no. I'm too cool. Oh. Um, that's not that's not true. Sorry. Uh, no, it was, it was a cool t-shirt. It was, uh, it was like a furry Jotaro with like some discs coming out of his head from the iconic panel of the same thing what I animal was he him. what animal was he it's fox fox like like is that a given like what, did you look at it, at him and see a fox and, and say yeah no he's a fox he's a fox you didn't think like no that, he's not a he's not a fox guy he's like a cat guy are you asking the person who is wearing it or Joe i'm asking Ro? you i'm asking no, you no 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 i mean i mean are you asking me if i thought the person wearing the t-shirt was a fox guy or if i, I thought the character being represented Jotaro, was a fox guy if Jotaro was, was a fox guy. Okay. Uh, no, he's, he's a marine biology character. So I think he would, he would be something like, like a whale guy. Is that furry at that point? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to gatekeep being a furry. Not on this show. <laughs> I'll gatekeep many such things, but I, I cannot, I cannot gatekeep the furry community. Not, not on this show anyway. No. Anyway, uh, that's a, that's, that's a segue, I suppose, to standing ovation. Uh, we have another guy that does not matter from part three again. How cool. Uh, this Yay. guy's in uh, the uh, the original fighting game, not the the, the newer ones. That, that's cool, too. The Dreamcast fighting game? Yes. Yes, that one. And you can, you can go ahead and pull up that document and look at that image, viewers. You're going to see a kind of underwhelming guy. But you know what? It's relevant. Not, not all stands, especially part three stands. Not all stands are, are winners. This guy, in fact, a pretty big fucking loser. Uh, this guy kind of looks like the the giant mech thing that they use in Dinosaur War Eisenborg. A little bit. He's got like the horns and everything going. Yeah. Okay. Could please please describe these images, Danny. Okay. Uh, now that I'm looking at it in the second image, he just looks like a dude uh, that's an ant, like a robot ant with with satellite boobs. Is that what is that what those are? <laughs> it's like, a little weird. Yeah, right? it's a little weird. What's what, going on? Is he holding some sort of dagger? What is like? This looks weird. This looks like fifties, like nineteen fifties alien movie weird. Like also, but also like nineteen fifties low budget alien costume weird. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't actually get a lot of appearance. It, he like shows up in like one instant really uh, because of its ability, like not being. One that requires a stand to be out. But I, I completely forgot what a stand looked like, for example. I, I, his, um, 
the the other images of that like other form is much more recognizable. What are uh, the other like the the second ones with? So okay, so so the first the first picture, um, so it has like him in the back, but there's like a little guy in front of it. That of a guy's little form. But to describe what he looks like, what, what's this little guy? Uh, he looks like a little dude, <laughs> uh, like 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 a little person almost is what I'm saying. He's he's real short. Uh, he's and uh, he's got you know. Mm-hmm. He's got a well, huge blade. First off, he's holding okay. like a big old machete. That's what do I want to. That's what sticks think, out the most. Do you think he's just like a? Do you think he's like the stand user, or what do you think he is? Uh, uh. Well, I mean, it says stand master right there. So okay, I'm gonna ignore say, ignore that. That's uh, not, yes, that's I, a lie. <laughs> I mean, he lie. looks like a human person, so I'm going to say I, I think okay. he's the stand user. What's uh, what, what's going and, on with his hair? What what does his hair remind you of? Uh, he's got some dark hair. That's like that's all I can think of. He's got some real dork hair. Okay. At, at least in that image. The only thing that really sticks out to me is look looks like he's got an eye patch almost in that image. And he's got big old shark teeth. Like sharpened up, razor sharp, pointy teeth. Yeah, no, it's it's not an eye patch. He just has a squinted eye. It's okay, squinted it okay. Does he have like a tattoo on the right side? Or yeah. his left eye? Yeah. Okay, that's a little that, that's, tattoo. That's what, that's what it is then. Okay. What's what's going on in that third image that we haven't described yet? Uh, there. Okay. So it looks like it's a combination of the stand and the stand user. Is that what that is? And it's munching on a dude's head. It looks like he just bit off a dude's head. That's okay. what I'm going with. All right. So what what do you think? If you have enough information, that what is the stand's power? What does it do? I don't. I don't have enough information. What you, like, I guess <laughs> the the does do the satellite boobs on the stand like freeze the person so that the user could munch their head off? No, not at all. This is Ebony Devil. So that little guy is actually not a guy at all. It's a little doll. The user is uh, that guy who's uh, kind of screaming in the bottom left of the the red image there. Oh, that's the user. Yeah, that's the user. The the other thing is just a doll. So the thing I was trying to get at with the hair is it's like doll hair. It's like little macaroni doll hair. No, nah, it just looks like nerd in an anime hair. <laughs> dork dolls have little nerdy dork hair. That's why that's why dolls are lame. And action figures are cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Ebony Devil is basically it, just, it, it, it basically it, it does a Chucky right. It possesses a doll and it makes it evil and it tries to kill you. Ah, it does a Chucky. Okay. All right. Yeah. But it's like also, so you might think like, oh, like that's like kind of like an okay stand power. You know, you like possess a, a, an inanimate object. He he only does it on a doll, but presumably you could do it on some other stuff too. Mm -hmm. And it it like, you know, tries to kill a guy, you know, like, see, it doesn't seem like too overpowered or anything, but uh, it it actually like super fucking sorry. They they have, they have like all these other add-ons to the power that make it way worse. So, um, first of all, like the range is for like the regular form is really small. So you have to be right next to it to even use it. That's the insectoid one that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah. The insectoid guy, you have to be like right next to the, the doll to use it successfully. So you can't just like, um, do it from across the room. Um, you have to like, okay, let, let's see. Uh, I gotta tell you, this is sounding pretty lame. So here, uh, Ebony Devil's power is fueled by its user's own innate resentment against his intended victim, which increases strength and speed of the doll. The greater the pain, Devo, uh, am I pronouncing it right? Is it Devo? 
like because it's pronounced like the band, I guess. Is it Devo or Devo? Uh, I've always I've always said Devo. Okay, well, but it could be either uh, or. Okay, yeah, who, who I, just, I just read the name. I, I don't. I don't, you know, I don't talk to people. Have you heard of the band Devo? <laughs> I, I They've got these I hats. Devo. Do you like Devo? Are they cool? Uh, yes. Uh, I, li- I like uh, Uncontrollable Urge. It's a good song. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, Devo. Uh, so the, the greater the grudge he harbors makes his ability more powerful. Which so that so that, that means he can't just get a doll to kill a guy. He has to like make himself hate the guy first, so it actually does anything. Does he like look up their Twitter history? <laughs> yeah, he says, uh, I'm canceling this guy. <laughs> this this guy fucking pisses me off. Look at that. Wow, he's not he thinks he's funny. That meme is not good. Urgh. And he That's makes a little chucky doll. Oh, he thinks this about coming rider black RX? Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh also, um, so the, the other thing about remote stands is that like one of the abilities that like most of them have as as a thing. Is that if they're if damage is done to them, it doesn't reflect back to the user. Well, usually that's the case with most other stands. Uh, but here, not the case. If you do damage to the doll, it just it just fucking kills them. Is that uh? Wait, what? It just like kills them? Well, I mean, it it like does equivalent damage to them, which is not usually the case for these sort of stands. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Yes. So, um. So yeah, he 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 basically makes like a shitty little doll. He has to be angry to do it. He ends up uh, like one of the ways he he get, makes himself mad is actually he just like I think he injures himself. Like he he stabs himself to do it just to make him more mad at like have a bigger grudge against the guy he's trying to kill. I gotta so. say a lot a lot of stands involve self harm. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a it's a little shocking little series. Anyway, uh, so that's you know you know. Like. You know how you could have made this segment even less to my taste? Like, yeah. at the end of the segment, you forced me to rank the stand on the list of, of stands we've looked at so far? Uh, you don't remember, though. Uh, this, would, this would be pretty low, though. <laughs> I mean, not at the bottom. You, There's not a bottom tier, but it's just pretty close. Is that why? Are you just pretending to forget about the stand so I won't ask you to do that? Uh, no. Like, there, there are a few that I remember, like... Like the broadcast antenna stand that the guy lives in. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like I'm never gonna forget that. <laughs> but I can't remember almost any other one. Okay, uh, even even the ones you said you like, like Moody Blues. Yeah, uh, th- this guy sucks. I don't like. No one likes him. He's he's in a video game. So you you could play him. Uh, I mean, he's he's. I'm pretty sure he's like a puppet character, which would make sense. Uh, It'd be really weird if he wasn't. Now, how are, how are you tying this into today's episode? There's a whole doll bit. There's a whole doll bit in the episode. Oh, the, yeah, there is dolls. There are dolls. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Fine. Fine. I'll let you have that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was like, is, is there a JoJo stand that's about dying? And I guess technically there is, but um, I, sure, sure, it, it's also pretty cool. It's, it's way better than this. But you know what? This episode wasn't great. It, it, I don't know. This, this uh, Mac Rose Robotech episode uh, wasn't super cool. I don't know if it's Ebony Devil lame, but I don't know if it deserves the, the really cool one. So, <laughs> Ebony Devil it is. Uh, dolled it. And that's that. Uh, thanks for listening to Standing Ovation. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for putting me through this. Let's let's get into the, the show. Manny, you ready to read my summary? Uh, Just kidding. You're not, because I'm going to read yours. Gotcha. Oh. Wow, you got me. I got got. 
let's let's talk let's talk baby about pineapple salad episode 18 of macross poor little hikaru chan has survived the brit typhoon you like that pun it's like britai and kaifoon but also typhoon okay that's kind of cool that was the last episode and is now awake all he needs is a few days of observation and he'll be out of here very teching with the best of them Here's to hope and nothing too bad happens while he's out of action. Anywho, Misa drops by so they can have bum-ass together. What a fun visit. More visits, this time, Fokker, Kakazaki, and Dreamy Max. This visit goes even worse than the first, but Fokker knows just the thing to help. A token visit by a celebrity. He and Claudia go on a nice date where she trades Minnie's location for his agreeing to have her pineapple salad. Hmm, that's strange. After Fokker leaves, the camera focuses on Claudia. And she smiles a loving smile. What a cute thing, and obviously not a sign of bad things to come. Time for our weekly reminder the Blue Wind Gang is still aboard the Macross. They steal a sweet Minmay doll and then go on a triple date with Shammy led Bridge Girl Trio. Must be nice. Oh man, this show totally has antagonists too, right? Milia and Kamjin are having a Skype call. Is Skype still around? Should I call it a Discord video call, FaceTime? Anyway, Milia is easily baited into attacking the Macross on the promise that there is a dreamy ace pilot she can shoot down. Go get Amelia. The battle crosses as it becomes clear that Max is the target of this attack. This is the time Min May decides to visit Hikaru, but she instantly falls asleep so hard she just sleeps through giant robots fighting within spitting distance from the hospital window. No judgment, though. We've all been that tired. She, she said she's been has two hours of sleep at night. Two hours of sleep, yeah. That's, I feel you, girl. Just knock out on that bed. Back in the crossing combat, Fokker takes a few hits and grunts, but seems to be otherwise fine as he keeps shooting down more of these off-brand big zams. Meanwhile, Maximilia are competing together in the World Tango Championship in the skies above the Macross. They take their dance into the ship, and after a small amount of collateral damage, Max finally chases Milia off. Good show, everyone. Looks like every named character made it out of that battle completely unscathed. Phew! Fokker is finally going to get that pineapple salad. Man, that salad looks pretty darn yum-yum. I bet he's going to love. And Fokker's dead. The end, I guess. There you go. Good up. Good read. Thank you. Thank you. Pineapple salad. Have you ever heard of pineapple salad before this episode, Manny? Uh, yeah, I think I had. I don't, I don't, I've don't. never had it. I, I would never think of, of putting pineapple into a salad. Uh, well, I, didn't see, I didn't see pineapple in that salad. It looked like it was just... Salad in a bowl made from a pineapple? Well, I think it's like a fruit salad. I don't, I don't think they're putting pineapple in like a, a romaine like lettuce. lettuce and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could probably do a decent like pineapple dressing or like a vinaigrette. I bet that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. You could, yeah. you could do that. You could do that, not me. You probably yeah. wouldn't mind doing it or something though. Handling a pineapple seems like a big pain in the ass. I thought about like, wouldn't it be funny if I made pineapple salad for this episode and like even thinking about it a little bit of like, no. Uh, can you can you handle pineapple? Like I can't handle more than like three bites of pineapple. It's oh, just like the acid? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can I can handle it. I feel like it's uh, just one of those things where it's just very. If it's not in season, it's really bad. All right, all right. Anyway, all right, yeah. Um, move on to my episode, please. Talk talk about it. Uh, episode eighteen of Robotech. Farewell, comma Big Brother. I wonder what this episode's about. Rick. One of the most distinguished Robotech defenders awakens on his hospital bed just in time to get owned by the nurse. Man, that nurse was so sassy in Robotech. (laughs) 
She's I great. Like, I was like, girl, calm down, girl. Icon, icon. <laughs> Editing shame, put in, put in that sick nurse zone here. Hmm. According to the medical report, the doctor says you got a bad bump. I think you'd better plan on being our guest for a while, Lieutenant, at least until we get the results of your test back from the lab. How come? So the doctors can experiment. They want to find out if it's true that pilots' heads are made out of granite. Very funny. Uh, Lisa walks in to apologize for blowing him up, but Rick is pretty chill about it. Uh, Later, Claudia pokes fun at Lisa for having a big dopey crush on Rick, uh, which Lisa doesn't deny. Claudia is like, this is just like me and my extremely alive and not dead boyfriend, Roy Foker. <laughs> like, totally not dead. It's completely fine. No, just don't worry about it. Don't pay attention to that. Lisa nods solemnly, trying not to glance at the above episode title. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Thanks. pretty good. Uh, back in Rick's hospital suite, Max, Ben, and Big Brother himself come by to visit. Foker seems to imply that Rick's attitude and not his egregious head wounds caused by his plane exploding is why he's not back in fighting shape. To cheer him up, Foker decides to ask him inmate to come cheer up uh, Rick. That's two cheers in there. I'm sorry. It really, it really threw me off. I, really I, was threw me off. Frasier, I was watching Frasier, and I was like, man, this is so much better than Cheers. And I just put Cheers in there twice. Oh, man. Frasier is so much better than Cheers. <laughs> and Cheers is so much better than Wings. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not even going to. <laughs> Before he gets there, Claudia helpfully plants some death flags directly into Fokker's chest as she promises him some delectable pineapple saddle later that night. Uh, and she says, maybe breakfast? Uh, implying she wants to get down, but the only thing that's going to get down is Fokker into that grave. I, I kind of thought it was like, he usually doesn't stay for breakfast, so he just like leaves after banging, usually. Oh, I, I just thought like she knew she knew that's the order of things. That, yeah. Like, yeah, this is it's going to happen tonight, baby. Let's go. Uh, meanwhile, Blue Wind is caught by Kim, Sammy, and Vanessa playing with dolls for little girls. They are so impressed that they decide to go on a hot triple date. This is like almost literally what happens. Like, uh, I, maybe you left out how much they they like drag the Blue Wind gang through the mud for playing with dolls. <laughs> they love it. They're like they like a weirdo. Uh, sometimes you pull a girl by being cringe. That's the that's the way it is. Uh, you ever see those would, memes that I'm referencing where it's like me and the bad bitch I caught by being cringe or like uh, being no. goofy? Uh, no, it's, it's a uh, meme. I'm afraid I'm not a memeologist. Right. Uh, but thank you for explaining the meme to me. That makes it extra funny. Uh, Foker manages to convince Minmay, who is busy working on a new motion picture, to come over and visit. She will later go and fall asleep on Rick's hospital bed while Rick stares. Also, Kyle's here, and he's being a dick, as per usual. Also kind of a dick, Miria. Apparently, she and Chiron call each other up and talk shit for fun sometimes. And this time, <laughs> Chiron double-dog dares her that she can't beat up Max. Uh, she tries, fails, and along the way, Fergo gets shot a bunch. Uh, in that in that bit where Fokker gets shot, like it doesn't look like it's that bad, right? He just kind of grunts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the impression we're supposed to get, right? We're not supposed to know he's going to die. Yeah, even though like they they've been telling it this whole episode, <laughs> it's, it's in the the title of this episode yeah. because it's not in Macross. You you could be surprised in Macross. I mean, they still kind of like point, like they, they still have those flags in in Macross. Uh, realizing that God has granted him a way out of eating Claudia's pineapple salad without 
seeming rude. Uh, he makes his way back to Claudia's room and bleeds to death all over her couch. <laughs> the end. Uh, I like that we both left out. Yeah. Lisa coming out to... to, to, to <laughs> yeah. Then the characters find out. And they're, they're sad about it. There, there is a really good bit in that scene in Robotech. But we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, Manny, what's your thought on this episode? Uh, this episode could have been like seven minutes of another episode. Uh, I'm not, I'm not too hot on this episode. I think it's weird. It's a weird episode because you know this is like a big character death, and it is presented in the middle of a weird pissing contest. And I don't think like that's played for dramatic irony or anything like that. I think it's just like a thing that happens. Like I, I don't like to use the phrase "this wasn't earned," but but I think this wasn't really earned, right? Like, like we don't know Fokker Fokker enough. Like, there's just a lot of things that they needed to do to set up before a character death like this. Yeah, I mean, I I can go as far as to say I think they could have done it in this episode. Like, I think there's enough you could do in one episode of television that will make this a, a tragedy that we care about. And, uh, you know, we, I think we both like that character. Like, it's not like we're, we're haters. Uh, we, we didn't come into this thing like, oh, I don't care if Faka lives or dies. I think we both like him. Right? Would, you, would you say you like him? Uh, no, he's, he's like a charming rapscallion. I love that yeah. dude. Yeah, he's awesome. So, he, like, when he dies and we're just kind of like, oh. Like, and, and I think I get it, right? Like, it is obviously kind of an interesting bit of of the show that he like just gets shot like by no one that's oppressive and he, he dies. And like, that's interesting to think about it, but I, I don't think they, they sell it very well in this episode whatsoever. Like the only thing that I'm hoping for is how this death will affect some of the other characters later on in the show. Yeah. That's, that's like the only thing we can maybe get out of this. Right. Yeah. But, but for now on episode 18, this is, this is very, uh, unsatisfactory. Yes. And honestly, I'm I'm going to say, so I remember like hearing the final words of, of Rick Fokker in, in Macross and being like, Oh, that's like kind of a weirdly underwhelming bit of final words. And then uh, as, as usual, listening to Robotech and be like, Oh wow, this is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think like, I think there, there's no doubt, right? Like he knew he was going to die. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I think that this is a little bit cinema sense where I think you're leading, but I do think it's a little bit weird that he like managed to get all the way over to the Claudia's house and like died there. Like if if he if he was around that long, it seems like maybe a hospital visit could have saved him, right? Yes, like like I think in Robotech they said uh, he lost too much blood. <laughs> so come on, just go straight <laughs> straight from the from the cockpit into you know. I'm sure they've got somebody there that, that could like patch patch you up at least a little, temporarily. Yeah, it's worth a try. Also, like, like did did nobody time. like follow the trail of blood into Claudia's room? What's going on? <laughs> maybe maybe he. It didn't seem like it was seeping through his shirt. Maybe he put on like a bunch of other shirts that that hit all the blood. Ah, yeah, the flight suit. I got you. I'm following you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the rest of this episode, I think, other than the that, there's not just not a lot going on. Uh, a little bit of of Lisa. Rick romance. Yeah, um, um, I think I, is it is it is it like a little bit heavier in Robotech? Just a tiny bit. Yes, yes. The, the big difference there between that is that in Cla- when Claudia is talking to Lisa about it, 
uh, in Macross, she like denies it. She's like, "Hey, that's no, no, no. You don't, you don't get it. That's not what what I feel." You baka. Um, while in Robotech, she's like, "Um, he, but what if he doesn't like me? What if he doesn't like me back?" Mm-hmm. So uh, in Robotech, I think also Rick asks if she's going to visit again. I don't, I don't think she says asks. no. Yeah, she's no, no. <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe when your brother <laughs> dies, but other than that, no. Which got kind of a dickhead answer for someone in the hospital. Like I, I get it. Like if you're like if you go visit them in their house and and you say, hey, will you visit again? And you're like, no, I, I don't think I will. Like okay, like you're, you're setting a professional boundary, but saying that to a guy in the hospital is a little bit. Yeah, I think you can visit a guy in a hospital more than once and not have any weird romance feelings about it. Especially if you're the one that got him in there. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get at least three visits if you're the one that exploded the dude. Um I just want to point out the funniest part that was uh, a vast improvement in Robotech. Yeah. Uh which which got a pop, it got a laugh out of me. Yeah. Was when the Blue Wind gang were, were looking at the uh Minmei toys. And one of them said, it's robot technology. <laughs> it is. I, I love it. That was a fantastic gag. I think that was easily my favorite part of this episode. <laughs> just just like the Blue Wind gang meeting the, the, the bridge trio. And they just, they're like, yeah, we, this is clearly a good romantic match. And they have a triple date. Uh, it, it's a truly delightful scene. Yes. This, I love this is exactly what needed to happen. Too bad it's like 45 seconds of this episode. Uh, Shammy like pulling, uh, I think like Lolly along, and she's like, fever, fever, when they're going to the disco fever. Mm-hmm. Great. Love it. Uh, you know, even in Robotech, I think uh, Vanessa is like, I'm, I'm taking the big handsome one. That's good too. <laughs> it's just good uh, banter. I loved it. Yes. Yes. It's, it's delightful. What, what a wonderful. Like, hey, we ha- here's our three characters that don't matter, and here's our three characters that don't matter. Put them together. Better than some other parts. Lovely. Um, all right, let me let me have a look through through my notes there. Um, I wrote down, man, fuck Kai Fu. Kai Fu, yeah. Uh, so they when when Fokker goes all over to the movie set, you know, they're making a movie now, some like martial arts epic. Uh, where Kai Fu is also in there. Uh, he's he's a he's a real big dick. Is, uh, very much more so in Macross, where he's like, "Huh, he, Rick, Rick, uh, not not Rick." He's like, "Huh, uh, Hikaru getting owned and shot is totally his fault. He should have known better for being a soldier." He loves fighting, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like that is one of my notes that Kyle did not do the anti-soldier bit in in Robotech. Yeah, he's just but like, he was hurry still up. a dick. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Hurry up, guys! Come on." Which this this is my girl. This cousin is my girl. That that was his his vibe in Robotech, which is so gross. See. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah. So so uh, also with with Fokker, um, there was a a bit where th- it really only shows up in Robotech. Where I and I mentioned this during my summary, where he kind of acts like. Rick is only in there because he's sad. Like he's, in the he's hospital, like, oh. you mean? Yeah, yeah, in the hospital. He's like, yeah. oh, Rick, uh, Rick, Rick's never going to get better. He, he needs, uh, until he gets like some cheering up, he needs to like fix his attitude. It's like, dude, his head is like half open. He got yeah. exploded. 
uh, which he doesn't say in Macross as far as I know. He, he like he's like, hey man, like he's in a bad way. Um, but it, it would be nice to cheer him up because he's like in the hospital for head injury, which is a very important distinction. I mean, those bandages are there for a reason. Yeah, not for show. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, so the the one scene that I mentioned with the double dog dare, I think it's really funny. Like I, I was thinking about this when I watched Robotech, and I was like, "Why is this conversation happening? Like, what? What? what yeah, like who called up who there in in that conversation, right? And why? <laughs> do you th- is this the thing they do? Do you think this is the thing they do every other week? Like, hey, how's it going? Good. Like a uh, like a, a biweekly report. Uh, uh, this happened. We 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 need this many replacements. Oh, by the way, go get your ass owned by by this streamy Max guy. See what happens. No, I don't. I don't think it's a report. I think they just call each other up because they like fucking Talk with shit. each other. Yeah, because like they don't. She doesn't report to him. They're in like wholly different chain of commands. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Like they're they're literally. It's actually a big deal to be talking to another person the gender. Uh, that, that's not there as we learn in Macross. Apparently, it, 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 one of the Blue Wind gangs is like, oh yeah, talking to a woman is a court martial offense. So it's all like they, oh, and, and, and the other guy was so easily convinced. Do this for the mission. <laughs> okay, yes, for the mission. <laughs> so, I, I, maybe just, yeah, maybe just like they've been doing this secretly for a while, but it seems like they just call each other up and it's like a weird, like, uh, dom sex, sexual yeah, like tension. A weird thing. hate boner they have for each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, fuck you. You're so bad at fighting. Yeah, you're so bad at fighting. Fuck you. Come kiss me. Uh, but like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think I think that's really funny. Uh, your turn. You say a thing. My my turn to say a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. There's there, there's just not any differences in this episode. Like the biggest difference that I found. Uh, please hold your laughter until I finish. Is that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. In Macross, uh, Claudia had just learned the pineapple uh, salad recipe. And in Robotech, it's her famous pineapple <laughs> salad recipe. It's world famous. Right? Deep lore. Deep lore. We're going to get the pineapple salad like crossover prequel comic book. Uh, another thing I want to point out is that usually, usually most of the time, Macross has better music, but their 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 sad violin music, the, the playing on little tiny violin, is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. I, I like. I think plays it plays when when Fokker dies, and you get yeah. that like, little violin in in Robotech. In that same scene, I think they play like a sad version of the opening theme. And it's still bad, but it works better than the little pathetic sad violin in Macross. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, shout out. Wow, was that the one music victory that Robotech's uh, had over Macross here? I think it's, it might be the second time. The Maybe the first time was when when Hikaru was biking and they were playing that circus clown music. Oh, uh, that was good. Classic. <laughs> um, I, I have one note about the battle. Uh, I, think, I think the battle kind of sucked. I think it was like there. There was one really cool shot in it when they're inside the Macross. Uh, so we, we don't mention anything about the battle, but like Milia makes her way inside, and then Max follows her, um, and then Rick nearly gets thrown out the window. Uh, and there's a really cool shot where Max is like skating across like a bunch of buildings, or like, like through a bunch of buildings. Like the camera follows, and it goes into first person view. That's cool. But also, it's like 
he shoots her once and then she's like, oh, I, I give up and she leaves. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. It's just like, it feels like for how much the episode built that up, it, it feels like uh, how Peter's that out too. He he shoots her once and, and, and you get like a, like a, an upwards view of his mech and you see him putting the, his gun down. And I yeah. think, I think he's trying to avoid like collateral damage, which yeah. buddy, like at that point it's too late. Like, I don't know if you saw how, how many buildings and streets they blew up. It was pretty bad Ma- out there. Macro City is very good at rebuilding, if we've learned anything. Uh, they've got some fantastic contractors there, yeah. Yeah, and like I get it. Like I get why you would, you know, like realistically, oh, if you shoot a guy, he's like the fight's pretty much over in the setting, and also like you, you, avoiding collateral damage. But in the structure of the episode, it feels like they don't really even have a fight. Yeah, I mean, she she does get shot. Like you you see her mech getting hit. And yeah, that's when she decides to retreat. But yeah, but the actual like meat of the fight, it's just not there. It's it's all bone. There's no meat. Yeah, I, I was like, I thought I missed something. Like I was like scanning back and forth, like waiting. Like okay, where's like the fight for this episode? And it no, just like, doesn't happen. It's just that. I, I feel like she got shot like at these same places that that Fokker got shot. Oh, but but it just doesn't. Wow. It doesn't. You know, it's a it's a robot. It's not her back. Dramatic irony. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's uh oh there there's one bit where I think this is where Min May's sleeping on the hospital bed where in Robotech Rick is like doing a voiceover and he says, Your safety makes it all worthwhile to me. I yes, thought it was funny. That, one of that's that's my final note is uh Rick's inner monologue won't shut the hell up. <laughs> what a weirdo. Like, like in, in Macross, he was just kind of staring at her and you could kind of figure that out from the way he was staring at her. But no, you know, Rick has to tell us exactly what his emotions are, you know, step by step, leading us by the hand. Come on. He, he's a he's an emotionally vulnerable guy, Manny. In his inner monologue? Yeah. Okay. That's where he's free. Well, I mean, you're you're right. You're right about that, I guess. Um, right, should we just go to the the death scene, I guess? I mean, if you want to call it that, yeah, he just kind of keels over, and the episode ends. Yeah, well, I, I did, I did. Um, so actually, I, I I'll save the bit about the final words for our our, our segment. We barely do. Um, that I honest to God have forgotten the name of. Do you remember what what that segment is called? Where you compare things. Cross up. Cross up. Wow, surprised me. Wow, you remember it? Okay, yeah. I, I think think I'm going to save that for cross up. But um, just to briefly get into it here is the whole tenor of the conversation is different between both the, the episodes uh, mm-hmm. like the conversation in Macross is where it's like, Hey, uh, he's like sitting down and he's about to enjoy a meal with a person he loves. Uh, and then he, he dies. Um, and then the, the tenor of the Robotech one is Claudia's like, Hey, um, I like, you shouldn't be so dangerous out there. You fly and, boys are too, are taking too many risks. Yeah, and, and he, he just tells her to shut up. She's stupid, basically. No, you're <laughs> stupid. We need to, we, we, we're doing good work out there. Ugh. Yeah, uh, not, I don't really think either of them are very good death scenes. Not not great choices of uh, final words for either of them. But, yeah, it sucks. I don't know. Um, pineapple, I, sad pineapple salad. I, I think I, I remember this hitting so much better when I watched the show for the first time. I was, I was kind of surprised how bad it was. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, just because you're comparing it to something else, it just brings it up. It just, yeah, it just it elevates how bad it is. 
yeah. Uh, any any more thoughts about this? The scene, Manny? Uh, no, not about the scene, or really about this episode. Not a very okay. light episode this week. Did, did you notice? I'm gonna I'm gonna do the classic Manny thing, where I'm gonna say, "Did you notice something on the podcast?" and laugh if you say no. Oh. Uh, did you notice the the change they made in the very last scene where where Lisa Misa tells uh, Rikaru about about the death? The very first uh, thing that happens in that scene. Um, no, the only thing I noticed that is that Lisa left out that she said he's dead in this very hospital. <laughs> that's funny. No, okay. The, the the Robotech change that's amazing is that they add in uh, Rick making little fighter pilot sounds while he's playing. Oh yes, I totally noticed playing. that. <laughs> in in the model plane that that Roy uh, gave him in the earlier visit. In the first visit, Rick Hunter is is, is so much more of a child than <laughs> Hikaru. He's just going. He doesn't make all those sounds, but it is funny. Uh, did you notice that model plane had uh, had the emblem of Skull Squad, Skull Squadron, Skull Squad? Not cool. Who's gonna uh, then, who's gonna take charge of Skull Squadron now? Ben Dixon. Ah, uh, come on, Ben. Ben, get out of here. It's gotta yeah, be. You know. If anybody's getting promoted, it's Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. This this episode kind of that. I just, I I feel I really feel like it was trying to go for like a like a thing where anyone could die in in the middle of battle and like sometimes like it doesn't have a big meaning. But it just like it, the the emotional focus of the episode just wasn't there. It mm-hmm. was like so focused on doing other stuff that it also wasn't doing good because like the other focus like a Amelia Max thing. And like that doesn't work out for the audience stylistically either. There's just a lot of like things that peter out in the mouth. Uh, big bummer. Yeah, like cut out, cut out all the uh, all the uh, Millier Max stuff, and just give give me more more Fokker, Claudia. Yeah, yeah. Make make it land harder. Come on. Yeah. All right. Um, well, time for our final segment, uh, cross up. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, I, I think we finally have a good one here. I'm going to read both of the, the final words of, of Roy Fokker or, and, you know, respectively Roy Foker. And we're going to see which one is better. All right. Uh, so in response, uh, let's do the Macross one first. Um, just kind of says to himself, Hikaru sure is lucky. He's got a real ace on his team. And then Claudia's like, what? Are, are, you, are you saying something? He's like, no, it's nothing. And then he asks if he has a drink. He says, I already have one. And then dies. Yeah, and then and then dies. Pretty bad last words, huh? Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's like not even like really showing a lot of like. And did did care. we see him have that drink? No, we don't see him have that drink. Maybe it's even his drink. Yeah, but it's like not even showing a lot of care for Hikaru. Really, it's like him him saying like, "Man, Max sure is cool." Is his last words before he fucking dies. I mean, Max is cool. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, but but those are not last words. Come on. It, it is really funny. Just 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 sitting down there, you're you're bleeding. You're, you're with your like your lovely uh, wife, and you're just like, man, no, I saw some cool ass shit today. Max was like fucking going off there, dude. You wouldn't believe like, it. He, he could have said like, uh, could could you hurry up with that pineapple salad? I'm not. <laughs> Uh, I've got an appointment to keep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do Do you think this was like like an intentional? It, it didn't really feel like. I, I think the perception of it was that it was supposed to be him caring about Hikaru and thinking about 
him as his last moments, but it didn't really, it's a weird choice of words for that. Uh, I feel like maybe, maybe they wanted us to think that like, he just doesn't know when he's going to go. Yeah. Maybe he thought he had a few minutes more. He's like, I'm going to have some real good final words here in a bit. Uh, I've got saved up, locked and loaded, ready to, ready to shoot. And then, nope, 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 nope. And then the Robotech uh, version of that is, you know, the tenor of the conversation is different, as I mentioned. Uh, Claudia calls it like, hey, like you should be out there going playing a game. And, and Roy Foker's last words are, it has never been a game, Claudia. Maybe someday you'll understand that. And then he dies. And then he dies. Uh, that's kind of a mean-spirited thing to say. Come on. Yeah. Like she, she, it's like she, like she knows, she sees the... the what you're out there doing every time. Come on. Yeah, she's like on the front line, just like you, dude. She's like constantly worried about it. I mean, it's weird that Claudia would say this in the first place, right? Yeah. That like she thinks that it's it's a game when she's the one seemingly like very worried about sending him out there over and over again. Um, like in that one Robotech comic where where uh where Claudia has has a you know plants her first death flag. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like oh geez i hope you sure don't i get so worried about you going off and dying and not having i hope you don't die in the episode that takes place after this comic <laughs> yeah did, did you I, I think you said you knew about like him him going to die for a while right uh yes but i didn't know when it was gonna happen okay uh, until did i saw that? until i saw the the episode title coming up was it like from like did you assume it from like the, the comic or was it from something else no, I kind of just picked it up through osmosis at some point, and I just knew. Okay, how many other spoilers do you think you know? I know, I know you know the thing about Rick and Milia, or sorry, uh, uh, Max and Milia. Uh, that's it. That's all I know. Okay, all right, and and the music. I guess you're listening to that. Uh, yes, but that's not quite the same type of spoiler. All right. Uh, oh yeah, I guess we should actually say who who wins the who's the better last lines out of these two, Manny? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I think Macross is just a little bit better, I think, than the the dismissive Roy Foker. Yeah, it. I would really like my significant other not to have either of these last lines before they die. No, I, if, I, you, if you've got to pick between the two, I, I think uh, is clear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird because like the Robotech one. It feels like it's a res- response to the original and that it's trying to do something a little more quote unquote then, serious and dramatic than just saying how cool Max is. Yeah, I get you. I get you. But they, they missed the mark and they missed the mark so bad. I think that it makes the other one better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd agree with that. I, I mean, I guess technically if you want to say I already have one, it's just his last words. I guess that's better by default than either of them. Mm-hmm. So that's <laughs> his last sentence, but yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to Macross for winning uh, better de- death word, uh, better his better final words. Winning by default. Uh, quick question. Do you remember what his line was in the English dub that you watch? Uh, no, I don't, but I think it was very similar. Okay, the, the Macross one? Yeah. He was like, man, fucking cool as hell, dude. Max, I'd, 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 I'd give him a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Just uh, one uh, on the left cheek, then on the right cheek. That's French. That's European. Foker would never do something European. Well, that's the episode. Uh, any final thoughts? Finally? Um, not really. Okay. Not really. That's it. Yep. 
Well, next time we're going to watch episode 19 of Macross and Robotech. Uh, the Macross name of episode 19 is Burst Point. Pretty cool. You like that name? Yes, it, it's like an evolution of Pinpoint. And the Robotech name is Bursting a Point. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. We're going into like an action. I got you. I feel, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, yeah. The, the tense is changing. That's mm-hmm. cool. And I'm feeling tense because I'm I'm hungering for some mango salad. I'm bleeding all over, but I still can't help myself. Uh, have you had a drink yet? Uh. <laughs> oh wait, sorry. Uh, I I I already have a drink. It's it's chocolate milk. Uh. All right, and blood to you, audience. Uh, thank you so much again, Manny, for for being my friend and also for joining me. That's a wonderful adventure of a podcast we have here. And uh, I hope that oh yeah, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. That's that's here. It's Christmas. Oh yeah, time. That's, that's coming up. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did, uh, tell the audience what I got you for Christmas. Uh, what did, what did you get me for Christmas? You remember? Forgotten. You remember? Wait, it's the watch. Oh yeah, the Star Trek DS Nine watch. You love it. Uh, the the uh, how many functions? It has nine functions. That's so many functions. That is all the functions. I, how could like why would you want ten functions? You need just t- just nine. The tenth uh, function was Mercury, but they got rid of it. The tenth function was opening up the wormhole. <laughs> um, it, it's a the the digital display on the watch is kind of tiny for the face of the watch. Like it takes up like five percent, ten percent of the watch face. Oh, did you open it up? Or like, no, no, but it? you could just see oh. it. You could just see it from the packaging, uh, which which is par for the course for watches from like nineteen ninety five. Yeah, um, it is cool. Uh, I've you haven't received it yet, but I also got you a Star Trek uh, related product. Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, it is Star Trek TNG. Uh, let me ask you: Do you like the character Worf? What do you think about Worf? Yeah, I, I think I think Worf's great. I think uh, he's, he's a bad uh, father, but he's a uh, you know s- sometimes fun to watch. Worf would be a guy that would have very bad final final lines, just like Roy Foker. Yeah, he would just say like, "I'm not a merry man." Or some shit. <laughs> he would he would not go to the remember that episode where he, he get he gets uh he he gets bested by a barrel barrel falls on him oh those darn barrels yeah you are a worthy opponent barrel yeah that, that barrel has a lot of honor i'll tell you that <laughs> it's full of honor it's full of honor they're shipping honor from one place to the <laughs> from other planet honor yeah like it's <laughs> pure like triple distilled honor in there just worth like chugging uh, uh, like a cocktail that's made of of liquid honor and prune juice. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> uh, I just want to brag about about uh, my my lovely little Christmas gift, and I'm excited to get mine. And I hope you too, audience, get a wonderful Christmas gift. Not for me. I can't afford uh, six Christmas gifts. But I hope you do have a wonderful rest of your day. And remember my my parting holiday words: I love Christmas. You love Christmas?
Do You Remember Robotech? is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.